Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay. I'm joined by Maddie. Uh, Tom is off. Where is Tom today? Tom's in Burbank. Tom is in Burbank at the Burbank Show. So if you're listening to this on a... you know, Friday or Saturday, heck, even Sunday morning. You want to go check out the show, see Tom and the boys. We got a few people down there selling Hit Parade. Uh, Burbank's usually a big show for us. Um, it's rough because, you know, we got to go across the country to get there. But, uh, yeah, it'll be pretty fun. Uh, and then next week, I'll be in Tucson for the, the Warrior Sports Spectacular. Uh, Tom and I will be there. I believe Eric's coming with us. So, yeah, Hit Parade's all around. I told you. It was just uh, shows are going to start ramping up. It'll be pretty fun. Uh, when are you going to go to a show? Hopefully soon. Why do you think you should go to a show? I'd like to experience it and make some content about it. Ooh, that's the key Mm -hmm. word, content. If you you can make content, you can do anything. At least here. I got to bump this up because you speak too low. All right, anyway, um, obviously, we're going to get right into it. It's going to be a little bit of a quick show, but that's because things are busy. Things are going well here at Hippery, and we got lots to do. So first things first, the Super Bowl happened. Uh, Maddie, did you, you did watch the Super Bowl, correct? I did watch the Super Bowl. I probably had the worst day of my life, though, that day. Why? Explain immediately. <laughs> I was on the ground for the entire day. I got hit with a little stomach bug. It only lasted about 24 hours, but it was the entirety of Sunday. So I was really watching the Super Bowl sideways. I could barely stand up. So you sound essentially like every San Francisco 49ers fan who watched the Super Bowl. Got it. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, Super Bowl happened. Uh, went to overtime. Kansas City wins again, 25-22. Uh, for most people around the country, they're just worried about if their numbers came in on their squares, which uh, some of mine did. And, uh, yeah, so what's your initial thought about the game as you were watching, you know, on the ground sideways? <laughs> I felt I wasn't panicked at all. I wanted San Francisco to win. Um, We knew that. I said that last week. But I wasn't panicked at all. The first half of the game, I thought San Francisco was doing really well. I liked how they were playing. I liked how the game was going. I just thought we were fine. We were in the clear until the second half. Then what? That's kind of when things started to crumble. That's when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs decided they wanted to play, or maybe the 49ers decided that they didn't want to play anymore. Unsure. I think the 49ers still wanted to play. Um, I think what we learned in this Super Bowl is that, unfortunately for everybody who isn't a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is just inevitable now. He's getting to the point that, like, like Tom Brady was at during his heyday where it didn't matter how much time was left on the clock. If Brady had the ball, he was probably going to find a way. Um, I read a stat where Mahomes and like drives where he's behind. Uh, and I think it, I think it might have been in a playoff game or a Super Bowl even where he's behind uh, and he needs to go. He needs to drive down to get a score. He's seven for seven in those scenarios. Oh, wow. Like some of the best. Some of the best quarterbacks ever are still only like 50% on those drives, but Mahomes is seven for seven. Uh, and that's he, where it matters most. He's really good, obviously. Um, 49ers fans got to be kicking themselves. Uh, the first half was kind of boring, right? Yeah, not not a lot of scoring. Um, more more defense game than anything. San Francisco would move but the ball, not did, score, yeah. and then 
They, but they would stop the Chiefs from moving the ball at all. Uh, I like that the most, I think, though. It was great I, until— I loved, I loved seeing that until you know, but, they couldn't. as luck would have it, um, and when you're, when you're one of these teams where you're kind of like a, a mini dynasty, the bounces go your way, and uh, a muffed punt kind of hit the ankle of a guy on the San Francisco return team. So Ray Ray McLeod had to try to pick it up because he at least noticed that it hit that it hit, touched the San Francisco player, but he couldn't get a handle on the ball. Kansas City recovers the fumble, immediately get a touchdown, uh, and that's what. Then all of a sudden the game changed pretty much from that point on. Yeah. Uh, then Usher came out, it was awesome. Usher was great. Did you like that? Yes. Okay. It was, it was awesome. So like you're too young, like you don't know. Just a little bit for so like you're, some of his Usher ain't stuff. your thing, but Usher's like our thing, and it was a lot of fun. There's just some really good jams in it. That's all. Uh, but the halftime show was pretty cool, and then, yeah, Mahomes just took over. Even if San Francisco had the lead, uh, you just knew Mahomes was going to score near the end. Uh, we go to overtime, and I guess San Francisco didn't really know the rules were changed. I don't know how you don't know that. It was, yeah. like, a big thing, and all of a sudden it's like they take the ball first, which logically you don't want to do, obviously. Just that way you know exactly what you need to do when you right. get the ball because you're guaranteed to get the ball. Which is what happened. Eventually, uh, the Niners got down there. They had to settle for a field goal. Mahomes got the ball back, knew exactly what he had to do, and, well, they did it. That's just how they do it. Uh, Chiefs win again. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, right? At least the under hit. That's cool. Uh, whatever. A couple other things. Like, I mean, people were people were kind of like, what the heck happened? You know, Travis Kelsey was losing his mind for a minute there. He wasn't doing anything for the first part of the game. Uh, he still ended up with – what was it, nine catches or something like ridiculous from 93 yards? Maybe yeah, like that. To, yeah, towards the end he Had a great, out. you know, ended up with a great game. Mahomes threw for over 300. Everything's cool, but what do you think about Travis Kelsey just like screaming at Andy Reid? Yeah, so I did see that, and my initial reaction, I kind of was in the middle, only because I know what it's like to be a competitor and wanting to be in, you know, that game-changing situation. So... I get it. Like, put me in, coach. Like, I want to go score the goal. I'm going to go score this touchdown. But I also, you know, know to respect my coaches and my elders. So I was kind of, like, mixed in the middle. But after reading the media, what came out after, I think it was more of just a misconfusion between the two is what they, you know, tried to call it. Um, It's called they were just saying the things to say because they didn't want it to become a bigger (laughs) issue. Um, obviously Kelsey was mad about his play and, you know, the chiefs, like, as we said before, weren't doing that great. He was losing his cool. Cause again, he's ready to go. He's baller. You know, he, he put arguably put extra pressure on himself because he's saying things like, Oh, Taylor won some hardware. So I need to do it too. You know, that type of crap. It, it all plays into it. And then he's like getting Andy's face, like put me in trying to be hyped. And obviously yeah. he got too close and almost knocked Andy Reed over as a whole thing. But they both just played it off. They don't care about it. I feel like it almost might be a bigger point now if, um, whatchamacallit, if they had lost. But it gets lost in the shuffle now, and it'll be yeah. forgotten into history. Yeah. Nobody cares. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I saw I saw a lot of people on Facebook posting about it, how heated and mad they were about it. So Yeah, well, people get mad about everything, yeah. and then they find a new thing to get mad at, so that's fine. Uh, so that was pretty much it for the Super Bowl. We don't really have much else to touch on it. Nobody really increased their card value too much. Uh, if you didn't know, Patrick Mahomes was already good. Uh, if you didn't know, Brock Purdy had a pretty good game. He didn't throw any picks. I mean, everybody was worried, oh, is Brock Purdy going to ruin the you know the Super Bowl for the Niners? No, he looked – he belonged. Purdy made some really, really good throws. Like, you can't blame Brock Purdy. If you're going to blame him for, you know, some of his 
third down miscues uh, with the blitz. When Kansas City sends everybody and San Francisco doesn't figure out to block Chris Jones, arguably the best defensive tackle in the game, yeah, of course it's going to disrupt the play. Uh, San Francisco had their chances to win, but obviously they did not prevail. But it wasn't because of Purdy. Uh, Juwan Jennings, I guess he upped, I guess he upped his stock by like four dollars. So he got two TDs, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. I think his card value was already at like twenty bucks. Now it's at like twenty two. So that's really cool. Uh, it would have went up like ten bucks if he won MVP though, which he was on his way to doing if the Niners had won. But what are you gonna do? Christian McCaffrey still played pretty well. Um, yeah. There's nothing else to really point on about that everybody's card value is probably going to stick around the same but that means there won't be like a super bowl jump for anybody that everybody will buy too too high and then all of a sudden they'll lose money on it so maybe that's a good thing for everybody uh but with that um you said season review what do you got for season review yeah like just a little recap of the season so recap it tell me about it well i followed the bills primarily and that was a whirlwind um first game we lose to the jets under Zach Wilson throwing the ball mm-hmm. against us. So that sucked. But we had some good games. You know, we beat the Cowboys. Um, yeah. We had some tough games. Cowboys suck. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, they I said it. Yeah. That's fair. But, yeah, I think I think the Bills season in a – I'm not mad about the Bills season. Yeah, we had some crappy games that we lost. But we had some good games we won too. And I think I think it was fun until the end. What um what do you think about like the whole NFL season? The whole season, um, I did not sit in front of my TV for twelve hours a day every Sunday this year, like I did last year. Now you're gonna have to. Um, you're on a podcast where you talk about maybe, these maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really like the end. I like the end. I liked all the um, playoff teams that made the playoffs. I obviously I didn't like you know Kansas City winning, but. Overall, I think I think it was a good season. There was a lot of it was a lot of ups and downs for every team, a lot of injuries, but overall, I think it was an okay season. Seven out of ten. <laughs> I think it was actually a little bit better than that. The season itself, even if it wasn't the ending people might have wanted, um, other than Kansas City fans, a lot of new players kind of like showed they can ball out here. C.J. Stroud came on the scene. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. Uh, it was only for, <laughs> what, like six quarters, but Anthony Richardson showed that, showed some flashes over for Indy. But that also, his injury also allowed Gardner Minshew to kind of ball out, and that was really cool. Uh, you know, everybody thought the Eagles were going to be everything, but they weren't. Uh, Green Bay, you know, Jordan Love sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple years. Uh, it worked again. Jordan Love looks pretty great, and now he's the card everybody wants to get. Um, even Pittsburgh. Piecing it together, you know, let's not forget how great Detroit looked. Uh, Detroit was this close to going to the Super Bowl. Cleveland, despite having Deshaun Watson do nothing for them for most of the year, uh, they found Joe Flacco. Flacco was awesome. That was a great story. Uh, It was even funny, like, everybody always was pointing out, like, all the downtrodden teams throughout history between Buffalo and Cleveland and Detroit. They were all, there they all were being awesome, and that was really cool. It was an interesting thing that didn't usually happen. Uh, Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. That's really cool. Uh, hopefully he sticks there and has another good season because, I don't know, I like Baker. Uh, pretty much across the board, a whole bunch of like good stuff happened. There were bad things too. I mean, the Chargers disappointed. But because of that, they get a Harbaugh. That's more exciting for next year. You know, Russ kind of made Denver work for a little bit before they kind of, I don't know, they kind of canned Russ a little too early. And now apparently... Denver and Russ are in discussions to maybe 
fix his contract. Uh, the Raiders were miserable. They fired their coach, got, got Antonio Pearson there, and the Raiders started balling out and playing really well. Uh, a lot of good stuff happened everywhere. So maybe the season as a whole wasn't too terrible. Even Justin Fields started, started playing well, and people are like, oh, shoot, should Chicago trade him? Should they draft a quarterback? So now we have intrigue going into the draft. Um, just the saddest thing, of course, was, you know, Kirk Cousins getting hurt. <sighs> you hate to see that. Kirk's great. Uh, but Minnesota kind of disappointed, obviously, with Jefferson getting hurt, too. What are you going to do? Now TJ Hawkinson is injured. That's that's a bummer. The Patriots stink, but nobody cares. Screw <laughs> them. Uh, Joe Burrow getting hurt kind of ruined Cincinnati. Yeah. So we lost Cincinnati a little bit there. Miami stepped up a little, but still kind of showed two was not that great. But even then, their defense was good. And then all their defensive ends decided to get hurt. Bad luck. What are you going to do? So I think it was a pretty good season overall, especially for like new guys coming onto the scene. And, you know, the setting, the stage kind of got set for what will be arguably, I don't know, the next 10 years of the league. Uh, the groundwork's in there, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here for sure. But I love football. I've said it two straight <laughs> weeks. I'm going to miss it. Stinks. But you have rapid questions? I have, yes, I do have rapid questions for Joe. Um, about kind of the season and just some football things. So, okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I was ready. It doesn't have to be. be super rapid, but like. It's my show. It can be as idea. fast as I want it to be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Rate this year's Super Bowl 1 to 10. Mm, 8. Okay. It was slow and then it got pretty good at the end. There. You already said yes to good halftime show. So oh, yeah. Usher. let's get that one. Let yeah. it burn. Favorite football moment like this year? Maybe like a play or just like a. It's a it can be anything related to football. Hmm. Favorite football play. This year. Might be hard. My favorite thing for me personally was being at the Bills game when everybody was talking about how good Miami was and we just oh, wow. stomped the crap out of them in like week four or whatever it was. And we showed everybody that the Dolphins aren't who they keep saying they are. Um, other than that, uh, the Jets being failures, that's pretty cool personally too. But uh, I think if I don't go anything Bills related – um, I think, like it's kind of touched on before, just Detroit being good. Yeah. I think Dan Campbell's awesome. I like him going for it, whether he gets it or not. I just think that's a lot of fun. That whole team's fun. I kind of just like him for sure. Cool. Next. Okay. What player's injury was most detrimental to their team? This Kirk year? Cousins getting hurt for Minnesota. I already said that. I mean, Kirk didn't. We're joking to a degree because I love Kirk Cousins, you know, kind of as a bit, but. Realistically, Minnesota was set to win that division okay. or at least combat, combat with uh, Detroit. You know, Green Bay kind of caught on. Chicago's Chicago and whatever. But Kirk went down and that made Justin Jefferson sit out longer. And they didn't have a good backup to really lead the team. I know they went out and got Josh Dobbs, who was like a feel good story for a little bit in the beginning yeah, of the year. Was... But that fell right off and whatever. But even with like Cincinnati, Burrow got hurt. But Browning came in and played really well. You know, there was there was some backup quarterbacks that weren't terrible. Like we said earlier, Richardson went down. Minshew played well, made right. the Pro Bowl. So uh, that one kind of hurt the most. It kind of derailed Minnesota season completely. But uh, they still have some good weapons there, but they still need to figure out a little bit. So I would say that. Okay, maybe I know the answer to this one, but what injured player are you, player are you most excited to see come back? All right, um, I'll pick somebody different than Kirk, obviously. So <laughs> just for the bit. It's Joe Burrow, right? Like. Okay. Joe Burrow is fantastic, and this year was just like kind of the year you're from hell for him, right? Like even in the beginning yeah, of the season, he got he was banged up, he got his calf messed up, wrecked. then he started getting it together, and he had like one good game, which was actually against the Bills, and then immediately got hurt again, and Cincinnati just never felt it. So I'd like Burrow to get better. Why? First, he has a great name. Second of all, 
dude's killer on the field. He's great. And anytime you get another great quarterback just entering their prime to be there in the, in the league, the league is better for everybody. So Joe Burrow is the answer for me there. Go. Oh, cool. Okay. Most impressive rookie, QB and any other player? CJ Stroud. Um, CJ Stroud is the answer. He Everybody was like, oh, he failed at the Wonderlick test or whatever test they do now. I forget what it is before the draft. And people had doubts about him. And people were like, Bryce Young's that dude. And, but wonder, he wasn't. The Wonder what? The Wonderlick used to be the test they took what for. What is that? I've never heard of that. Well, it's because you're like 12. But the Wonderlick is the exam they used to take to like measure. They would ask you like ridiculous questions. And um, they would give you, you'd get a score on it. Okay. Some people score really low, which like it's like, like all critical. It's all critical thinking, yeah, oh, that type okay. of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think that's actually there. There's a different test he took that I'm pretty sure is the one that his score was low on. But okay. point is, all the knocks against him. Oh, he's an Ohio State quarterback. They never work out. All the things. CJ Stroud just proved everybody wrong. Led the Texans to the playoffs. Jamaco Ryan's was awesome. I think that was like the best. The, I think he was easily the most impressive rookie. But also Puka Nakua was sweet too. Puka came onto the scene and just. He looked like Cooper Cup, honestly. Uh, so Puka was really good, and that made the Rams a lot of fun down the stretch, too. So shout out to Puka as well, but I'm going CJ Stroud. All right, what will you miss most about Sundays, and what are your Sundays now going to look like with no football? A lot of crying and sadness. Uh, I'll miss everything. Like, Sundays are just fun. Like, for me, I go, I went to, you know, eight Bills games, yeah. so every other week or, you know, a couple weeks in a row, I'd be tailgating and not jumping through tables. I'm too old. That's not happening, but... Going to the game, you know, just being there, it's always an experience. So having season tickets is cool. But even on my off weeks, like where they would be on the road or something, I'll just miss like watching Red Zone and, you know, checking my fantasy teams and my bets and all the cool things that come with a Sunday where you can just kind of like chill out, you know, lay on the couch with the dog and just have a good time. So I'll miss that the most. Uh, my Sundays as of now will be, I don't know, I can do stuff again, which is pretty cool. Thinking so, about football. Mm, of course, <laughs> always. But with that coming up, uh, you know, in a couple months we have our football league starting. So yes, we do. we'll play on Saturdays and then on Sundays I'll probably have to do the podcast for that and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So all the stats, everything you're going to keep this year. No, that's what Jeff Girls for. I'm not doing that. But I'll I'll fill my time with stuff. Don't worry about oh, it. Bye. All right. Next question. Are you a fan of Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football? Uh, Monday Night Football, yes, because it's like iconic. It's traditional, you know. People can hear Hank Williams Jr. being like, are you ready for some football? You probably can't because, again, fetus. But most of us remember all that stuff. Monday Night Football is awesome. Uh, Thursday Night Football I can do without. It's cool to, like, if you're going to the game and stuff, but a lot of times those Thursday games are just wacky. Like There haven't been good matchups, I feel like. Well, they tried to do a thing. They tried to do a thing where every team in the NFL would get a Thursday game. So that's where you get those weird, like, Titans, Jaguars games nobody really cares about. So that's kind of where that comes into play. But there's also games that like that are pretty fun, too. Yeah. So Agreed. it goes both ways. But Thursday, you know, I, I could do without it. I think it's cool. I know that they were considering a world where like they'd have a Thursday game, a Friday game, a Saturday game, oh. Sunday's games, and then Monday. All football all the time. Go for it. Why not? Who cares at that point? Just that's go like hockey it. and basketball, then. Who cares? It's only for 17 weeks, 18 weeks. Yeah. All right. Last question. Do you miss Tom Brady? Um, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, what do you? I don't know what you mean by miss specifically. Like, do you miss Tom Brady being so, in the league? Yeah, Tom is okay. awesome. Like, so this is gonna be hearsay for fellow Bills fans, but at some point in time, you just recognize that Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Agreed. He is numero uno. Dude is a winner. I mean, I know he could. He was like a weirdo with like some of his stuff that he does, where he's only like drinking kale and his workout. Yeah, all his stuff. Good for him. 
I can never do that, but that's what you had to do to play at a high level for as long as he did. Nobody has a football mind quite like he did. Um, people always said, oh, was it Tom? Was it, you know, Belichick? He went to Tampa Bay 1-2, even at, you know, what was he, like 44? I can't remember what he was. Point is, Tom made the league better because it was always interesting to see how he could keep doing it at a level that nobody else has done it before. You know, Aaron Rodgers is up there in age. He tried to do it, and in two plays, you know, his leg ripped. Snap. Tom, Tom always avoided injury. He was always smart. He always, pretty much always won the game. Um, yeah, the league is worse off without him. And it's even funnier now because, like, he's in commercials and stuff, and you start to see how, like, Tom's pretty funny. He's just chill. Like, his personality is, like, off the charts. But because he's such a robot, like, murderer during the season, we didn't really get to see that as much. And now we're starting to see a different side of him. I know he had signed to uh, be a commentator, but I don't really know what's happening with that. But if Tom's announcing games soon, I mean, he could be the best commentator we have because he's going to be able to read the defense before the opposing quarterback will. It'll be really interesting. Is that all you got? All right, that concludes Rapid Questions with Maddie. (laughs) We did it. Thank you, Maddie. (laughs) Super fun. Um, okay, a couple news on the other sports. First things first, I'm going to start with baseball really quick. So MLB, spring training, people, you know, pitchers and catchers reported, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the one thing they're reporting is that, like, they don't love the new jerseys that are coming through spring training. Did you hear about that? I did not. So I guess uh, there's a new – They, I don't know if somebody else got the jersey license or something, but uh, the jerseys that they're bringing out for spring training are, like, they're not, like – game-worn jerseys. They're not like regular jerseys where they're stitched on and everything. They're like replicas where like things are ironed on and stuff like stuff that, you know, if you wanted to buy your team's jersey, you know, buying the game one might cost you 270 bucks or you could buy the replica for a hundred. Somehow they're all being given the hundred dollar ones. And I don't know if that's a spring training thing or if it's gonna be a complete season thing. I can't imagine it'd be a season thing, but right now players are unhappy about it. They feel like it's cheap and all that other stuff. Like, why wouldn't the why wouldn't like Major League Baseball spend more money on them? I don't know either, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go with this. Hopefully, it's just for the preseason, and you know the players will be happy because who wants unhappy players in un, you know in shirts they're not comfortable in playing? They're gonna not play their best, so who cares? <laughs> what else do we want to talk about here? Well, basketball. we'll go to basketball. What happened in basketball? Basketball. Come on. Not too much this week. Just some <laughs> games before All Star Weekend. Yeah. But um, we're wondering who's going to be the new runner or front runner in the MVP uh, category. Well, since Embiid there you go. is Joel no Embiid is out. Sucks. Able. So you're basically asking who's MVP worthy. I think there's a good handful of people. Um, Jokic comes to mind, of course. Yeah, uh, he's up there in his stats. Uh, I like I like SGA from the Thunder, of course. Um, but it's going to be it's a little bit more open now because Embiid was just kind of killing it. It's a shame that he got hurt, but. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, somebody's going to really – I don't know who yet. Somebody's going to really take the reins, though. Do you think we'll, it will be, like, a surprise? Mm, or maybe not, like a, like, a surprise to whoever gets it because it's kind of – I don't think it will be a surprise per se. Uh, I think somebody will definitely still have to earn it, whether they get to right. it or not. I'm going to look up the – what are the Stats. current odds right now because okay. that kind of matters for something like this. Uh, let's see. NBA MVP odds. Should probably have this – done ahead of time but you know what you're gonna do brother I'm very busy people here but like i said you know it is kind of like i said right now it's uh Jokic, and then there's shay jill's alexander i can never say jill just right but whatever obviously Giannis and luke are there too so i don't think any of those would be considered 
shocking. Maybe if SGA won the MVP, it would be considered shocking. But the other names, Jokic, Giannis, Luka, those guys should all be yeah, in there Yeah, maybe not anyway. like shocking that they won, but like since they're all kind of in that pool, you know, if one of them wins, you know, they're going to be like, oh. Like, wow, I didn't expect that because they're all kind of similar. I think, all, nah, I think all of those guys except for SGA, but even SGA was getting some some play before the season too. Any of them win it, everybody would kind of be like, yeah, I kind of could have saw that. Like, oh, it's not it's not yeah. out of left field. Right. Um, here's here's a fun one. You said Las Vegas is definitely on the NBA's expansion list, That's... and you ask, where would you like to see a new NBA team? I'm going to ask you that question first. Okay, so two spots came to mind. One in Pittsburgh because. I think the Battle of Philly, adding another Battle of Philly would be pretty cool. Pennsylvania. Or Pennsylvania, sorry. Yeah, Battle of Pennsylvania. And then Albuquerque, New Mexico. Nobody wants, they're not going to Albuquerque, New yeah, Mexico. Yeah, but it's like a cool, like I feel no, like it's nobody, just like cool. Nobody's going to New Mexico. Get out of here. Uh, the answer to your question is Seattle. Uh, that was on their list too. Because that's where they should be going. Seattle Supersonics were one of the coolest teams back in the day. Um, Every, you know, Sean Kemp, everybody remembers that stuff. Detlef Shrimp. Uh, Shrimp? I don't know if I'm saying it right. Point is, the Sonics were great. Uh, Seattle loved that team. They supported them. But the new owner, after they had drafted Kevin Durant, just grabbed the team and moved them all down to Oklahoma City. And that's why we have the Thunder. Seattle kind of got their team stolen from them. It's always been a touchy thing all the time. Uh, they deserve the team. Probably more. They definitely deserve it more than Vegas. Uh, so... Oh, there's a women's counterpart to that, too, actually. The what Seattle is it? Mystics? No. Oh, God. Seattle Storm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You figured it out. You got there. But that's the whole point. That's actually part of the reason that they got a WNBA team is because they wow. felt kind of bad that Seattle got kind of boned. But I think Vegas and Seattle are the two correct answers. I know, like, Salt Lake City is trying to make a bid and all this other stuff, but nobody can. Oh, no, wait. No, that's I'm thinking about hockey. Silly me. I get all my expansion oh, yeah. news messed up. My bad. Point is... Bring all pro sports to Salt Lake then. No, they already have NBA <laughs> there. They're good. And Mormons, we're good. We don't care about that. Uh, jokes aside, Vegas, Seattle, I think those are easily the top two, two ones, and I think that's where we'll end up seeing them. Uh, on the, the only other basketball news, really, Kobe statue was unveiled. Uh, shout out to Kobe. Uh, and then Shaq finally got his number 32 retired by the Orlando Magic. Uh, this is the third time Shaq's got his number retired. I don't know if that sets some kind of record, but it feels like it. And also, why did it take the Magic this long? Like, he was on the Magic first, you know? So I kind of feel like he should have had his number retired way long time ago for Orlando. But whatever it is, what it is. Moving on to the ice. Go. All right. So Ridley Grieg took a slap shot versus um, the Toronto Maple Leafs, empty nutter. Explain to the people who Ridley Grigg is. He is a forward on the Ottawa Senators. Correct. Well, you got to explain this to people who yeah. don't know what you're saying. Okay. So She's he learning. took a slap shot on an empty net. He kind of swung out to the boards to like, you know, he didn't even celebrate very much. But, um, you know, Ottawa won 5-3 that game. But after that goal, Morgan Riley came over and cross-checked him in the face. He fell down. It was this Good. big scene. Um, so Morgan Riley got suspended for five games, but I kind of wanted to, you know, know your thoughts on that. Good. You know, what do you think about that? Here's the thing. That whole thing. When you're on th this, the reason this happened is because there's no reason to do the hard slap shot into an open net. Cause it's kind of like an F you to the other team, which if you don't like them. That's fine. You know, Ottawa and Toronto, not best friends, but to do that, 
and then not expect something to happen is on like, you know, Greg here. Yeah. Uh, if I'm Morgan Riley, I'm doing the same thing. Somebody's going to be a dick. It's hockey. This is where you, <laughs> this is where you kind of take matters in your own hands. Nobody's mad at Morgan Riley. That's on that team. They're probably mad that it's five games. That kind of sucks, but they get it. And that just shows you, you can't do that stuff. That's just like one of those gentlemen's agreement, unwritten, unwritten rules rule. that people don't do. You don't have to, you got your empty net goal. That's super cool. You won the game. Congrats. You don't have to be a jerk about it. And that, you know, doing a slap shot three feet from the goal where there's nobody on you, you're going to get it. That's just, that's just a dick move. And well, F around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of it. I didn't watch the game, but I'm assuming it was probably a pretty heated game um, right. for him to, you know, wind up and take a clap bomb at the net. Yeah, so. that was unnecessary. So he kind of got what was coming to him. Uh, a couple no notable things happened. Connor McDavid seems to get an assist. Um, on every single goal Edmonton's been scoring lately. Six six assists in one game versus Detroit the other night. He had, I think, two the next game and another one. I don't know. He's got so many. It's awesome. But he's already over 600 assists. Well, that's just a crazy number since I feel like he's still like 24, even though I know he's older. It just, he I think feels he's 20, I think he's, he's 26. Older. He's older. But My age. <sighs> he's, 90, he's a 97. Yeah, 97. Oh, that's yeah. where it came from. I don't care. Point is, shout out to McDavid for just being better than everybody ever. Um Flurry, Flurry comes in. He gets the second most wins as a goalie in the NHL. He uh, didn't he set the record against Pittsburgh? He did. Yeah, they won three to two that night. Not mad about that. Um, but yeah, now he's chase or he he beat Patrick Roy's record. I think he's chase. Well, he's not gonna hit this, but he's chasing Brodeur. Yeah, I, I believe so. that. Mm -hmm. Like, and he has like. Uh, <laughs> He has like 150 more wins. I believe. It's insane. So, Flurry has a ton of wins. I don't. 150 sounds a lot, but it doesn't matter. I believe it's some point is. Like that. Shout out to Flurry for uh, longevity. He's always been really good. He's mm -hmm. still talented, obviously. So shout out to him. Uh, Kucherov surpasses 90 points already. Uh, we're just a little bit past the All Star break, so he's he's lighting up everything. Shout out to him. Uh, in Florida, you know, you listed here, Makachuk has 35 points in 21 games. I think it's like 40 and 23 now since you wrote that. Uh, he's been on a yeah, tear since last night. Yeah, he's been on a tear um, basically since obviously 20 games ago because Florida started. He started off really slow, but he ended up uh, starting to get it together. And I mean, he was the reason that Florida went so far last year. And if he gets going, that whole team, you got to look out for him again. You know, maybe it was a Stanley Cup hangover in the beginning. <laughs> Because, like, that, that dreaded... Still had the downs from that. It always happens. No, that, that, the Stanley Cup hangover, just making it to the Stanley yeah, Cup finals is so brutal. Yeah, that's a season. Exactly. Going through four brutal series, just banging your body around, especially to him who was, like, yeah. targeted by the other teams at some, you know, every single series because they're like, F this dude, let's go for him. So He's a good player. He is, and that's why he's, uh, that's why he's listed here. So he's doing well there. Um, but, yeah, the NHL is kind of coasting towards its playoffs. So I can't wait to get there because that's some of the best times ever. Uh, with that, we are coming to a close. Like I said, it had to be quick. Uh, here we are, final thoughts. You're up. Final thoughts. I'm excited this weekend to watch the Steph, Ber uh, Steph versus Sabrina three-point shootout. And mm. then also, Caitlin Clark uh, broke a NCAA record for most points scored. She scored... 3,528 points. That's insane. So she, yeah, she's the leader in the NCAA for that. Yep. Kaylin Clark, she's, she's awesome. Wild. She's 
absolutely dog. awesome for real so shout out to her um what else oh my final thought so you know you kind of brought it up a little bit like what are you gonna do on sundays now the football's gone uh the one thing i'll do this sunday is i'll sit it sit at home curl up with my dog play some bets on the daytona 500 <laughs> whether you're, you're you can laugh all you want that's cool i grew up with uh my dad is mega dale earnhardt fan and I because just didn't of that, know that was on this weekend yep. My dad, Mega Dale Earnhardt fan. So growing up, you know, I I had my own race car driver that I liked, Ernie Irvin, by the way. My sister decided to like Jeff Gordon. So we all kind of like watched races together. And uh, it was a really cool memory, like growing up. And I don't mind it. I understand why people don't like racing because cars going in a circle, like I get it. But when you're at Daytona or one of these tracks that they're doing, you know, insane miles per hour, it's a lot. And cars are flying in and out of each other. There's crashes. There's everything. And like I say, it's the Super Bowl of racing. So Have you been? Not to Daytona. I've been to other races, though. Oh. I've been to the Pocono track and Michigan and stuff. So I've been to races before, and they're really fun to go to. It's really loud. It's really cool, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, everybody, uh, it's a good time. So for some reason, my whole life, I've been kind of watching Daytona. And uh, it hasn't been too bad for me. So I'm going to probably do it again, and maybe I'll win again. You. So that's what I'm going to do. Hopefully everybody else has something to do this weekend now that football's over. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss it, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to miss betting the most. Yes, right. That's, that's why I'm betting on racing. Yeah, I'm going to no, start betting I, on golf probably. I, oh, I won't go, th I won't go that low. <laughs> Who cares? All right. So with that, guys, thank you for listening. Sorry it was so fast and rushed. Um, hopefully we'll have one next week with Tom before him and I skedaddle off to Tucson. And that should be that. So thank you for listening. As always, keep your emails coming at podcast at hipparadecollection.com. I appreciate talking to you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. However you pay attention to this, but uh, you're still appreciated. And uh, we'll come back to you next week. So uh, thank you and good night. Bye. Peace.